Welcome to the Sharing the Heart of the Matter podcast, where we bring you talented creatives who inspire you to reach your next level of personal growth. I'm with Leon, and in this episode, I'm with my co-host, Dr. Vicki Atkinson, and my delightful daughter, Miss O. Miss O shares a personal narrative that she's written as an assignment in third grade. And then she tells us what a hook is and what she's learned about drawing in an audience by using one. She fills us in on lessons she's been taught about adding details to her writing. Another assignment she is working on in class is a piece of short fiction. Miss O tells us how she envisioned her main character, a piece of cute food, and teases us with a short summary about her story. Boy, do I have a lot to learn from her about how to deliver an elevator pitch for my writing. So far, third grade has been full of interesting writing assignments, including one to interview a family member. Miss O tells us about interviewing her cousin for that assignment and what she learned about how to get someone to open up and to listen when they do. Miss O gently takes Vicky and I to task for some side giggles we get while talking with her. And somehow, she shows that she sees us by noticing that we sometimes get carried away with delight. I think you'll all understand when I say sometimes I can't tell whether she's 8 or 28 years old. Finally, we wrap up by talking about all the creative practices she does, writing, drawing, music, and how they help her to express emotion. She fills us in on a sweet thing she's been doing with her four-year-old brother, Mr. D., to help him do the same. This is a fun episode filled with the delight of youth. Miss O is someone I learn from on a regular basis, and I think you will too. Please listen for inspiration and some sweet smiles. We know you'll love it. Vicki and I are so excited that you were willing to come on this podcast with us. You've been working on a personal narrative for your third grade class. Can you read it for us? Yeah. So, this is the start. My New Puppy by Miss O. I grab the leash and collar and jump into the car. I'm so excited to get my new puppy. I cannot hold in all my excitement. I was bouncing up and down in my seat and had a big smile on my face. My mom was in the car, too. Her best friend, Vicky, called us. She talked and talked and talked about how excited she was about getting our puppy. Every time we talked to her, she asked about our puppy. She loves us and talks a lot, but thankfully she has good things to talk about. (laughs) A couple of days before we went and chose the puppy we wanted, we wanted a boy. We were going to name him Cooper, and his nickname was going to be Coopy. They were English golden retrievers. They are golden retrievers, but white. They are so cute. I remember my mom telling me all the things we had to do to care for him. Honey, my mom called. Can I tell you something? Yeah, I said. What's up? I'm going to tell you all the things we need to do for to care for the puppy, okay? Okay, I responded. We must wash him, feed him, my mom told me. We must crate, train him, potty train him, and a lot more things that I will tell you later. 
He picked the red one. He was the more energetic one. The other one was blue. He was the lazier one. The way we know their colors is because they had colored collars on. The breeder's house was in Snohomish, an hour away from our house. I jumped out of the car and sped towards the little white pen sitting on a warm, soft, very green grass. And inside was the little puppy we had picked out a couple of days before. They had him in that pen because he was in the front yard, and the front yard had no fencing. We asked the breeder if we could take him out. She said yes, so we took him out. We had to lift him out because he was so small and was just a puppy. We put him on the grass. He happily trotted around, and we made sure that he didn't leave the front yard. Then he went potty, ate, and smelled the grass. Then, my mom said, I think that's enough sniffing. Let's put him into the car. I had to get into the car first because Koopy was going to sit on my lap, so he felt safer. So we got into the car, and he was extremely nervous and started whimpering scaredly. When the car started moving, he whimpered even more. Then I started to freak out a little bit because Koopy was scared. My mom told me that to calm down because calm's contagious. She says that all the time. <laughs> I calmed down soon after, and when I calmed down, I started to talk to Koopy about what everything was because he was new to the world. I bet you wonder what all those things are driving on the street and what they're called. They're called cars, I told him. I think my talking was magic because when I talked to Koopy, he did not bark or whine. Do you think I'm magic or what? We went to my little brother's school because it was time to pick him up. My little brother's name was Mr. D. He was four years old and he was in preschool. We had to lift Koopy out of the car because he could not get out of the car yet. I was the one to hold the leash while my mom went in and got Mr. D. Mr. D loved one of his teachers named Amethyst. Amethyst, my mom called quietly. Mm -hmm. Amethyst peers around the door. OMG, she whispers. She silently dashes out of the room and starts petting Koopy. He's so soft, she said. 20 minutes later, my mom said, I think we have to go now. Okay, Amethyst whined. Fine. So we got into the car, and as you know, I had to get in first because he sat on my lap. And I had to hold on to his collar so that he wouldn't go anywhere. On the ride home, he was whimpering until we were home. We did not stop by home before he picked up Mr. D. So Koopy had never been to our house before. When Koopy first came into our house, he was a bit skeptical. When we placed him down in his wired black crate, he loved it a lot, really quickly. He laid in it for hours and hours. When my mom was about to go to sleep, she found him laying upside down, and that means a dog's extremely comfortable. <laughs> and I will never forget that very incredible memory. Wow. Wow. Miss O, I have like goosebumps and kind of like tears in my eyes. And I remember that phone call and a little bit of what I heard about that day from your mom, but I have to tell you, listening to your story was so much better. It was like I was right there with you guys. Wow. So Job. you spent some time considering different hooks for that. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us what you learned about hooks and why you chose the one that you did? Yes. First of all, I'm going to explain what a hook is because 
Mm. Some of the world might not know what a hook is. And mm-hmm. when I learned, I had no idea what a hook is hook was either. A hook is something that pulls your audience in. Like, say, I started it by, I grabbed the leashing collar and jumped it into the car. There's so many questions that follow up that it wants to make the audience read the story and learn more about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So that was that was your hook. I grab the leash and collar and jump into the car. Yeah. And the hook is, well, why is the leash and collar not attached to anything? The leash and collar is not attached to anything because we haven't gotten the puppy yet. Yes, mm-hmm. right? But it I sets mean, up such excitement, right? Because mm-hmm. something is happening. Yeah. Right? And yeah. the way that you can you can say it in different tones and If you say it like, I'm excited, which is true. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I feel like the different tones you use your voice in when you're reading, it can Mm -hmm. add so much more expression. And let's say if I said, I grab the leash and collar and jump into the car. Mm -hmm. That doesn't sound very exciting, does it? Because who knows? I could be feeling excited. I could be feeling sad. Right. And I think the trick for someone who's doing beautiful writing, which is what you just did, is to try and pick the right words, the right hook to convey all that emotion. When you, you're not speaking it out loud, you're just counting on the reader to crawl into your heart, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I also feel like we took a lot of time in school because I made this in school. Mm-hmm. It took a really long time to make a like writing notebook and mm-hmm. like we took it took so long for me and I was probably the person who took the longest because yeah. I I I did all those details and I need to work on finishing my stuff faster because I'm one of the people in the class who takes a long time but you spend a lot of time on those details and descriptions would you think that adds to the writing I think it adds, it makes it more interesting because Mm -hmm. it adds more, like, the audience becomes more curious and it adds Mm -hmm. more details. Mm -hmm. So, like Vicky said, it adds more details so that it could feel like you were there, like you were literally there. Well, and one of the things that you said when when I said, I, you know, I had like shivers a little bit and then kind of like tears in my eyes, just imagining what it was like, because you knew that you were going to put Koopy on your lap. And in your mind, you were like, okay, and mom's going to drive us home and off we go. We're going to pick up Mr. D. But what you figured out very quickly and you, you put that into your story so well is that you realized Cooper was scared. He was so scared. And what you described about how you took something that your mom has often said about if you're calm, he'll be calm. But then how did you know that what you also needed to do was get him to hear your voice? Because you started talking to him and it calmed him down even more. You were right describing the things that you were passing by. How did you know how to do that? And how did you know it was so important to write that? Because you could have skipped over it, right? Yes, I could have skipped over it. But I thought that, one, if I added that, it'd give more description. Because so many people could be wondering, like, what happened? What were you doing on the way home? And also, my mom, she always adds that detail when she tells that story. 
So mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I think if my mom, that's how she tells the story, it's how I'm going to tell the story too. And also I just thought it'd be, it'd be a good detail for the audience to... Yeah. Like yes, you, because my favorite thing that you said to him and the on the way home is you were mm-hmm. describing it. This is a car and that's a road and that's an airplane. And then you paused for a moment and you said, and you are something called my best friend. Yeah. Oh, and that one still gets me sniffling, right? I've heard your mom say that several times and just picturing you in the car knowing that he was scared, right? And yeah. and you're my best friend. And then when you continued that thought, you got home and he went straight to his crate. So it's almost like he needed a little bit of like quiet time on his own because that mm-hmm. ride home was a lot. Yeah. But I remember your mom saying you guys gave him that little bit of space and you weren't worried. You figured he just needed to kind of check out the house when he was ready. And he wasn't ready yet. He wanted to be in his little house, right? A day later, he was he was out adventuring the room that he's allowed to be in. So <laughs> I knew that he wasn't going to be in that crate forever. I was concerned a little bit, but I I knew inside that he wasn't going to stay in there forever because he knew this was his family. And like, I didn't think he thought that it's torture. (laughs) And I think Mm -hmm. he would find out soon. It's not torture. We wouldn't have given him a crate. (laughs) We wouldn't have given him a nice bed. We wouldn't have given him good food if it was torture. Yeah. Yeah. But you (laughs) You weren't away from your seven or eight brother and sisters, but exactly. That's just what I was going to say. Right, but you're not his furry family. You're a different family. (laughs) So you just interviewed your cousin for another class project. Mm -hmm. What do you think makes for a good interview? A good interview has very detailed questions that are very deep so that you don't need a lot of questions Mm -hmm. for to get all the answers you need. Because who knows, you could... um, Say you didn't, you wouldn't say one deep thing. You'd have a bunch of questions. Mm -hmm. And who knows, maybe then you wouldn't get all the answers you needed. Mm -hmm. Like on, I have this thing that I write every night, like a notebook that I write in every night. And I feel like there was one thing that it was about how I can help people and giving them attention was like some of them all combined because that is so many of those put together into one thing we're saying that giving the things that you can do for people often all boil it down to giving them attention is that right yes so Mm -hmm. there's so many things that like attention you can split up into so many different things yeah and also podcasts questions you can ask like interviews things you can ask can Mm -hmm. If they're very, very deep, then it means they can answer so many more of your questions that you don't even need to ask all those questions because you already have the main question. Like, I remember, like, say there's so many things you need to do in your life. And one of them, like all of those narrate down to one thing that you need. Like, normally, if you're mad, then there's always... And, like, say you want everything else. Like, that happens with Mr. D a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, also for me, too. That you, there's normally one main thing that you need 
that heals all those other things around it. Like that one mm-hmm. deep question can answer mm-hmm. all these other mm-hmm. things. Like I imagine yeah. it, the key answer in the middle and all the other things around it that have to make up to that. But you only need that middle Mm-hmm. You don't need all those other ones. You just need that middle part mm-hmm. to give all yeah. those other ones answers. Like, say, if you have a whole line of people, yeah. then you can ask. You can tell one person the answer, and they'll spread the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you're so smart. You're so, so smart about that, because sometimes people need a good interviewer to ask them questions to get them to that middle, right, to that good, like, the center of everything, so that they can talk about it and make sense of things. And the worst kind of interviewer is the person that asks questions that can be answered with a yes or a no, right? Because when you ask a question, I bet you did this with your cousin, you really are asking someone to trust you, that you're going to be a good listener, right? And you're such a good listener because you want them to tell you a story. Yeah, and then when you do that, when they're telling their story, you're right. They're figuring things out on their own, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. Oh, my goodness. What was that like interviewing your cousin? Was it fun for you, too? Yes. It was really fun because I felt like I was the leader of everything. Like, I felt that I was the one giving out all the questions. And I feel like when you're the one giving out all the questions, you're like the boss of this all, which sometimes... Mm-hmm. some. Normally, it feels really nice when it's not mm-hmm. the hardest job. Yeah. But you have to know, like, we're talking today and you're trusting me, right? That we're going to yeah. have a nice conversation and no one's going to try to embarrass anyone, but we're trying to help everyone feel good. That's yeah. the point, right? Uh huh. You don't want to feel like, okay, I'm giving you questions. You're going to answer them. Yes. <laughs> Like, you don't want to feel like it's that tender. You want to feel it. Because then my cousin would not want to talk to me. Because I yeah. haven't, like, seen her in person for, like, I haven't even, like, talked to her since yeah. I was one. And right. So I want to feel like she's not like, okay, I'm not talking to this, my cousin. For <laughs> oh, but I have a question for you. So you wrote this beautiful personal narrative about the day you brought Koopy home. Your teacher has you interviewing other people, and then you're writing about it. And then your mom tells me that you're also working on fiction, kind of storytelling just from your big, beautiful imagination. Oh, my goodness. That's a lot. Can you tell us more about that? So we are writing fiction stories in class. It's a new writing topic. And I am writing about cute food trying to escape <laughs> from a fridge and really wanting to be eaten but along the way she's they're gonna have very very interesting encounters okay wait a minute stop everything cute food there's a good hook you got me i'm already in because i want to know what cute food is 
but they're escaping because they want to be eaten. Is that what you yeah. said? Oh, how that's a twist. Because they've been sitting in that fridge for ages. Oh. And they would be like, I'm tired of sitting in here, like doing nothing. Like I want to be eaten in this stomach where so many other things are in there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, hurry up and finish that. I'll read that. That sounds like a, a really good story because then they're going to have adventures maybe like all over the house. Yes, and they're also, they're in a room that's filled to the brim with cute stuff. Mostly Ooh. cute food. So, and they're in a mini fridge. Not just a normal fridge, a mini fridge. Oh. And didn't you have, you had some different choices of cute food characters that you were trying to yeah. choose from, right? Uh-huh. Tell me about those characters. So, the first one. My first character that I just introduced in my story that we're writing, you're encouraged to write a really long one in my class. So, like, the first you start off with the setting, which mm -hmm. was the fridge, and I described it really well. Six or seven sentences, I mean, eight sentences mm -hmm. of just the setting. And then mm -hmm. now I'm doing another seven or eight sentences of the character. And the character in this case, is a, a puppy hamburger. <laughs> what? A cute puppy hamburger. What? Okay, yep. paint that picture for me in my my mind. What does a puppy hamburger look like? Yeah, so that is the thing my teacher says all the time. What does it look like? So mm -hmm. how I described it on how it looks is um, I asked if there's a package of noodles who is asked who um the hamburger is sitting on top of mm -hmm. and it's asking it well how do you think you look like and what does your inside feel like Ooh. it looks it has a light brown top and bottom bread bun mm. and it has a medium dark brown meat patty mm -hmm. and then it's got orange yellow realistic cheese if you can mm -hmm. imagine realistic cheese it's mm -hmm. that type of color for the cheese because mm -hmm. this is life but it's in the future okay oh, okay it's in the future when they invent cute food i don't know how far in the future but oh. you're gonna have cute food one day <laughs> i have an important <laughs> question as i'm painting this picture in my mind is the the cute hamburger dog is the bun round like a regular bun mm -hmm. okay so i got that okay gotcha it's round and he has floppy ears. It's a boy. His name is oh. Corey. Oh. So his ears are on the bun top? Yep. No. They don't have his body. His body is the hamburger, but he doesn't have feet on the bottom. He just has like this. He jumps around. Boop, 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 boop. He just, he like, just like <laughs> toddles around the sides of his bun, just like. Besides of his buns. <laughs> Yep, so it's kind of like he's walking around on his buns. Oh, my gosh. And our listeners are not getting the free show, right? That I get to see you simulating what a dog hamburger hopping around named Corey would look like. Does he have a tail? Yes, he does have a tail. He does have a tail. Okay. Okay. Any pickles? out of his buns. <laughs> of okay, course guys, it does. you're taking this too far. Like, seriously, you're taking this too far. Look at that, you two. You're taking this too far. Well, that is only because, you know, Miss O, your mom and I never do a podcast or rarely without getting the giggles. And so, you know. Yeah, but you overdo it, it every time. 
Okay. See, like, this is what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> Overdone here. I know. And you're being the grown-up, and okay. we're being we'll the goofballs. another question, then. Yeah. So, you do a lot of different art. Yes. You do mm-hmm. writing. You do music. Mm-hmm. You do yep. drawing. How do you think they help you express your thoughts and feelings? I think they help me express my thoughts and feelings by... Because there's so many different categories of things that I do, right? And then, and there's so many different categories of feelings. So I like to express my feelings by writing them down, expressing Mm -hmm. them with different types of music to change my mood. I like drawing my feelings. Like sometimes when I'm mad, mommy asks me to draw out my feelings, Mm -hmm. which normally helps me. Sometimes I stab the paper and break my marker. And and I have ruined my marker from doing that, but you know what? I don't care. It's mm-hmm. they're still yeah. So that's why I normally use colored pencils from now on. But uh... <laughs> yeah, the other day you were angry about something, and but I'm not sure that we knew that. And so you sat down to draw something, and you ended up making a graffiti that yeah. said "mad," but you beautifully decorated it. And by the time you were done, you weren't mad anymore. I was not mad. See, Aww. I put all that anger in that piece of paper. Oh, my gosh. That that's beautiful. My dad. Yeah, but that's amazing, right? Yeah. So would you say that of all those things that you just mentioned, that is the art right now your favorite, getting your, your feelings out on a piece of paper? Is that your fave? And then every night, if, like, say, I've gotten mad at mommy or she's gotten mad at me, I normally write down all my feelings. And mm-hmm. I have a, not a, a lot of notes in there that I read to mommy. It's like, I call it my feeling notebook that I, mm-hmm. like, say, if anything's not going good or mm-hmm. I sometimes just write lists down, like, that mommy asked me to write down. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you lucky to have a family? And, like, I think earlier I mentioned how all those things go together. That was in that same notebook that... I just nice. use all the mad and all the, like, in myself, all that anger that I have inside, put it out into things uh. like notebooks. And it's sometimes easier to go gentle. Like, on there, I wrote down something. I didn't, like, pound on the paper going, boom, boom. And neither with the mad. Sometimes mm-hmm. it gets it out. But get getting it out slower, like, say... If I want to do something and I do it really fast, normally it doesn't end up my best work because mm-hmm. it doesn't end up same with mad. There's there's a whole bottle of juice and yeah. of the mad and I'm, I'm trying to get that all out. But if I pound on the paper, it'll get things out chunk by chunk, but it's not yeah. to get all of it out. And yeah. you won't notice that that there's still a little bit in there. Yeah, but there still is that you. So oh, that's why cool. you, when you go slower, you get mm-hmm. all of it out. Is what I, I found love from that. my practice. Yeah, because you've got a big bottle of juice. Yeah, uh-huh. at the end of the day, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. I think I need to get some of it outside of me. And sometimes it's with words. Yes. Sometimes it's, you know, you break a pencil here and there. You work yeah. it out. But what I love about that is that, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, you're eight, not 18, right? Yes, you are <laughs> so, right. I know, but I think you could teach a lot of young adults, older adults, people like 
Maybe your mom, even older adults like me. She does not need that help. Just <laughs> just saying that. She does not need that help. No, but you know something about uh, writer people think about audience. And when you're doing that stuff at night, getting the juice out, right? Taking out kind of the yucky stuff from the day, you know, you're just writing for yourself, but maybe you're writing for your mama, right? Because yeah. you may be sharing it, but that's very different than writing about the day that you brought Koopy home. Because the audience for that is for school, it's a project, there's like a little structure to it because your teacher is telling you what to do. So see all these different ways that you're a writer? Do you see yeah. that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, one of your recent list was all the ways, all the things that make you feel loved, right? Yeah. Oh. I did do that oh. recently. Oh. And then the one of the cuter things that I saw was you and Mr. D up on the bed. Can you tell us of that story? Yeah. So me and Mr. D were up on the bed, and Mr. D, he mm -hmm. was like, like he calls me Lala. Yeah. And he's like, Lala, I want to write something too. Because he had his own notebook and, and his it, own pencil. And he's like, Lala, can you help me? I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm writing right now. He's like, but I don't know how to write. I'm like, okay, then I'll help you. And he's like, and I'm like, I, I don't think this was going to be very interesting. I just thought I'd write down some random things. And the first thing he said was, don't hit people. And I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. How okay. does he know that it's that deep? How, how does he know that's important? And now we mm. have like 30, 40 different ones. Wow. And some are just random, like Santa, just writing down Santa. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like wow. That, and one of them, I could probably find it, and it says Santa. Wow. Like, okay, that is interesting. Yeah. But it's from his heart. And we wow. then now we've all joined in. Yeah. Writing some stuff down on my my notebook, Mr. D's notebook. Mm hmm And so now we've had this fun of normally me and Mr. D went down to the bed writing some stuff down. Like last night we had a babysitter and we did that too. We read mm -hmm. one book, and then he calls it his pad. Then we write some stuff down on his pad, three or four <laughs> things, and then and, we go to bed. And you help him. You help him do it. Yeah. Yeah. But what I love about that is that you are guiding him, but you're also not correcting him because when he all mm -hmm. he wanted to write down with your help with Santa, you said okay. Right. It doesn't need to be a sentence. It doesn't need to be like lots of stuff. You didn't say why Santa. Tell me, Mr. D, what else does that mean? You're just like, OK, got it, Santa. But he's watching you write that down. Is that how that works? It's kind of like if somebody is rushing my feelings, like yeah. that's his feeling notebook. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to feel like if somebody was here with me and they were like, Hey, I'll write down anything. And they're like, okay, choose a thing. And I said, Santa. And they're like, why Santa? No, I'm not writing that. I'm like, yeah. Those are my feelings. Mm -hmm. Why are you not letting yeah. me write down my own thing feelings? Who knows? It might not make sense right. to you, but who knows? It might make sense to me. And that it's yeah. some of my deep feelings. And it feels sad when you can't get all those feelings out and you're yeah. just, they're all stuck inside of you. And that yeah. it's not a good feeling to have. So I want to make sure he can get all his feelings out before bedtime. So then he's not like 
Lala, come on, let's do this. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> he's done that. And now that we've done the pad, we've had it for two, three, four days. Now he's like, okay, and just goes to bed. I tell him a couple of stories, and he's fast asleep. Aww. So Aww. it gets all of his feelings out before bed. Yeah. And I found and that really good because sometimes you're you're helping him learn how to name a feeling too, or mm-hmm. honor whatever he's thinking, like just like, like you said. Yeah, and we always let it to be up to him. Say, he's mm-hmm. like, and I normally don't say, oh, okay, I'm writing down be kind. I ask him, hey, Mr. D, can I write mm-hmm. down be kind? And if mm-hmm. he says no, I'm like, okay, I'll just ask that for one later. And he might say mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. If he says no again, I'm like, okay, who knows? He might come up with that. Yeah. And if he says an idea again, I, if I <coughs> remembered that I wrote it down, then mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, okay. And then I try to put a star by it. So then we know. And then sometimes if Duncan said one more than once, suddenly say, hey, Duncan, this tonight's thing is don't hit. Like, say, that's the one that got the most stars, the ones mm-hmm. that he said the most. Then I'd be like, hey, Duncan, tonight's one is don't hit. Let's stick with that tonight. Like, have a different feeling for each night. Like, mm-hmm. say, if the one that got named the most was be kind, then I'm like, okay, Duncan, tonight we're going to be kind. And that's same for tomorrow until the night. Yeah. So rest of the day, okay, Duncan, tomorrow we're going to be kind, okay? Mm-hmm. And then, like, say, if it's don't hit or don't kick or don't punch, then I'm like, okay, that one's the yeah. one that you decided that was had the most on it. So well, then, you're being such a good, flexible big sister because you're letting him watch you and ask questions, and then you're helping him. So you pinky swear and promise me you will always, always, always take a breath and be there for him because he's going to see you doing more really cool things and he wants to grow in the way that he can with you right so he's not going to stop doing that because you're being such a good big sis to him but you're going to have to stay flexible and go oh my gosh i've got three other things i want to do but mr d is really looking for a little bit of time with me and that's so it's so sweet it's so sweet. But yeah, you being flexible to do that with him, it's another way of encouraging him, right? Yeah. Yeah. You so good? we're so grateful that you came on the podcast, mm-hmm. our podcast. How was the experience? I feel like it is amazing because I get to be with these two awesome, amazing people to make <gasps> an amazing podcast for this whole world that is uh, the best globe and everybody on this amazing globe if the globe is amazing everybody on it is amazing <laughs> wow so there's a takeaway who's standing on this earth is amazing right now. <gasps> I think this wow. world this is the best end to a podcast we've ever had vicky <laughs> i know your mom and i will not have to do too much thinking about like what are the big takeaway lines the really big lessons in it you just gave it to us perfect well um Miss O, it was a pleasure to learn about how Koopy came home. It was so much more fun to listen to you tell the story than it was to just hear about it in little bits and pieces. I felt like I was right there with you guys, and I know you're going to keep on writing and exploring all those ways that you're a creative, smart Miss O, right? Thank you. you are. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. And you are the same. <laughs> you both. 
<laughs> what? I'm no. not just talking to you. I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to both of these <laughs> Well, I'd say your mom is pretty amazing. I'd say this person on the screen right here named Vicky. Oh. I think she's amazing because you always compliment her. And I think we also think you're amazing. And I also think that's you. She's right, Vicky. We think you're amazing. Well, I love you guys. I just do. And eventually I'll be there and I'll squeeze the life out of you sometime or really <laughs> close. I love Cooper. I love Mr. D. I love you, Miss O. And I love your mama. I do. <laughs> this is the best ending ever. Yay! Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Bye amazing people. Thank you for listening. Our music is composed for Sharing the Heart of the Matter by the exquisitely talented duo of Jack Canfora and Rob Koenig. For show notes and more great inspiration, please visit our site at sharingtheheartofthematter.com. <laughs>